0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price. Welcome back to another edition of the Patriots Report here on the Believe Podcast Network. Today's guest is Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Rick has covered the Buccaneers for decades. He's also the host of a great podcast, Sports Day Tampa Bay. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, what it was like to cover them the last two years and what lies ahead for both of them. But first, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is presented by Bet Online. The big game is finally here as we hit Super Sunday with the last game of the football season. And as always, Bet Online has you covered from odds, scores, totals, players' performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one sport for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get you started. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games, BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, let's get things started with Rick Stroud. Rick, biggest news to the offseason so far, Tom Brady retiring. Did you expect him to call it a career? Or were you thinking, like me, he might try and run it back for at least one more season?
1: I thought there was a chance, uh, Christopher. I, I, I mean, I think he had such a good year in terms of just his ability, right? And he always said... I'm not going to play if I still suck. Well, he's far from that. And Mm -hmm. I wrote a story before the Philadelphia playoff game that, you know, this could be Tom Brady's last game. You know, he had to face that reality. And I talked to Clyde Christensen, and he said, you know, I'm going into it like a fan, thinking this might be the last time I see him. Now, they won the game, and they got to play one more. And But when you think about what he accomplished this past year, um, you know, with all the slew of injuries they had, even in that game that that they eventually lost to the Rams coming back, you know, down what, 27 to three, I mm-hmm. uh, brought his team back and, and and the defense, you know, gave it up at the end and lost on a walk-off field goal. But, you know, he was at the top of, of his class, if you will, of quarterbacks. I mean, he led the league in passing with 5,316 yards, you know, 43 touchdowns. I mean, it was, it was a tremendous year. And I felt there's just so much football left in him um, there's never a perfect ending, right? I mean, the perfect walk-off would have been, you know, with the with confetti falling on his head, mm-hmm. um, but you can't guarantee that. So, uh, having said that everything he said in that Jim Gray podcast, when he talked about the possibility of retiring and then eventually did, he had said to us during the year, you know, there was a sense during the season that it was really something that has had weighed on him, was weighing on him. Uh, And I go back to when they won the Super Bowl, you know, reportedly his wife said to him, uh, as as he's accepting the Lombardi trophy and getting hugs from the family, what else do you have to prove? Well, he had nothing else to prove. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think his business interests and certainly his family getting older was was a greater pull on him than than the uh, opportunity to play, because the desire to play is always going to be there. He knows he can play. And that'll be a tough thing, which is maybe why he's even cracked the door a little bit on that decision.
0: How much of his decision had to do with Tampa Bay's current financial flexibility? Well, I would
1: say this, you know, in the two years he was here, there was virtually nothing they said no to Tom Brady about, you know, starting with Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement, um, every player he he could possibly want, Leonard Fournette, even Antonio Brown, which was not a fan favorite or a, a B.A. favorite. Um, when they signed him, you know, after an eight-game suspension, the year they won the Super Bowl, and we know how that ended. So, from a resource standpoint, right down to Alex Guerrero and TB12 down the street, I mean, there was, there was nothing the Bucks wouldn't have done, or the Glazer family wouldn't have done, and wouldn't still do, uh, for him to play. Now they do have a lot of free agents. So there's no question about that. They've got some, some older players, and Damakon Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, and even Gronk. That you have to wait and see you know, whether they want to resume their careers. But we all know the salary cap is sort of an accounting principle more than it is real. Uh, And just like they moved a lot of money uh, these past two years to get some of those players back and they re-signed, you know, they made sure all 22 starters came back from the Super Bowl team, they would do that again. And and I don't think that Brady doubts that. I I think that Tom, having been there for two years, recognizes that they're still going to have a good football team. Look, seven of the nine Pro Bowl players – you know, would, would be back. And that doesn't include Brady, of course, is one of those that won't be. So uh, it's a young core of talent. Um, the offensive line has the potential of losing one, maybe two starters, but I don't think they'll lose them both. So I, I don't know how much that was really weighing in on him. If he didn't think he could win, because I think Brady believes he can win wherever he is. And, and I think he trusts Jason light, especially to get the kind of resources he would need to uh, you know, to be successful. And look, this NFC South division is, is wide open. Um, Only the Atlanta Falcons really have a starting quarterback at this point, and he's getting up there in age. So uh, I I think he'd be pretty confident he'd get back in the playoffs and who knows then.
0: You wrote today, Wednesday, that if he does decide to quote unquote unretire after that, you know, kind of leaving the door open routine that he pulled with Jim Gray the other night, you expect he'll be back in Tampa Bay. I did. I do. And, and
1: and I wasn't sure uh, until a couple of, you know, recently, and and I was confident when I wrote that story today, you know, because there was part of me that thought, well, you know, maybe this is an angle, you know, like maybe he retires and then we get to August and he says, you know, I'd like to play, but I'd like to play in San Francisco and go to my hometown team. And, you know, that was the one team I thought when he left New England. Well, I know that his representatives actually contacted the 49ers and John Lynch, uh, instead, Hey, you know, Tom would, would like for you to consider him playing here for obvious reasons. They were a good football team, but they were coming off the Super Bowl. Uh, they lost to the Kansas city chiefs. Jimmy Garoppolo was someone that they had just signed to a long contract. If they traded him, there was going to be some salary cap strife. And they looked at the ages and, and just determined that, you know, even though it was a discussion, cause it was Tom, that they were going to go forward. Well, now we know how it happened. Um, for the 49ers, they have a new quarterback in Trey Lance and they're going to trade Garoppolo So all of that being said, I I just felt like, okay, maybe he has a plan for, for one more surprise, right. In his career and go back and play for his hometown team. What I understand now is that uh, first and foremost, you know, the bucks aren't going to put him on a retired list until after June 1st. And I'll do that to save 8 million or well, really to save 24 million this year on the $32 million that that he has in dead money. So uh, by doing that, it would be an $8 million salary cap hit in 2022 and then $24 million in 2023. And they're going to put him on the reserve retired list, which means they maintain his rights. If they just simply released him uh, after June 1st, they could still you know, bene- benefit from the salary cap situation. But he would be a free agent. Now, That I believe because of the relationship he has with Jason Light, because he's not going to want to start completely over with teammates, an offensive system, all of that. And he likes it here um, that yes, if, if he plays again, it'll be with the bucks. They believe that. And, you know, I, I, it kind of makes a lot of sense to me now um, working through it all that, you know, if if he gets the itch again, and and again, the bucks still have to go forward with the fact that he's retired. I mean, they're going to have to address the quarterback situation as if Tom's not going to play because he's told him he's not going to. So uh, that won't change, but you know, It'd be awfully hard to say no to the GOAT if you get to, you know, end of July. And he says, you know what? I'd like to come back and play that final year.
0: What's your favorite Brady unretiring conspiracy theory?
1: Favorite unretiring conspiracy theory.
0: That, um, that all of a sudden, like you said, he goes back to Sam or he, you know, he finds a way to get to San Francisco. Yeah, or my he...
1: favorite. Yeah, I th- I'd say that. I'd say it's that he has his, his eye on another another uh, team that that he will. He will look at the landscape of the NFL and what his personal desires are. I, I just always felt that, well, I know, because he's talked about it. You can go back to Gino Carmazzi, for God's sakes. You know <laughs> he, he didn't understand why the 49ers didn't draft him. Of course, a lot of teams didn't draft him, including the Patriots, until the sixth round. So he wore that chip on his shoulder his entire career. But when you grow up in the Bay Area, in San Mateo, my sister lived out there um, at the time that Joe Montana and then Steve Young we're winning those Super Bowls. And Eddie DiBarlo, uh, who my wife works for here in Tampa, ironically, was the owner. You know, you're caught up in in those gold helmets. And think about that quarterback legacy, Montana, young. You don't think Tom Brady, from the time he was a kid at Candlestick Park, didn't, didn't always dream about playing for the 49ers and being under center the way Montana. Of course he did. And, of course, he probably still still has a paying for that. Now, he may hate the organization because – well, not not only did they not draft him, they told him no after he left the Patriots. So I don't know. But that was my that was my best guess was that, you know, maybe he's got all this worked out. And, and, and I'll say this about the Glazer family. Like I said, they would move heaven and earth to have him back by the same token. They're so grateful for the two years that he gave them. I'll just tell you a quick story. When Rich McKay was the general manager here and he's actually part of the trustees that sold the team to the Glazer family. It was weird. He worked for the trustees for Hugh Culverhouse's estate and and was part of the group that sold it to the Glazers. They then made him general manager, which seems a little odd, but but it was true. And then they won a Super Bowl with John Gruden in the 2002 season. The next year, in 2003, uh, it got kind of toxic, to say the least, between John and, and Rich, and Rich wanted out. And he had an opportunity to go to the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Blank uh, a division rival with only three games left in the season in 2003, this is a year after they won the Super Bowl. And the Glazers allowed it. Can you imagine that happening in the NFL today? Not only that, but two weeks later, they played the Atlanta Falcons in Raymond James Stadium <laughs> with their former GM, now the rival GM in the same division. So And that was out of gratitude, gratitude that the Glazers had for all that Rich had done and not only securing the ownership, but also helping to build a stadium. So I I think there did be enough appreciation that they wouldn't hold Tom up if he did say, hey, I absolutely want to go play somewhere else. They wouldn't be happy about it, but I, I don't think that they would prevent it much the way, you know, I mean, Bill Belichick didn't prevent Rob Gronkowski really from from coming to the to the bucks, mm. um, there was a trade, but it was, you know, it was seven round for a sixth round, that kind of thing.
0: Want to make some money? How about you invest it in an exciting asset that's outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? I'm talking about art. Masterworks is the new investing app that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io disclosures. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. With all the threats that you face today on the internet, It's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either and plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash or use the code believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Now back to Rick Stroud. What was the most surprising thing you discovered in covering Brady and maybe Gronkowski as well these last two years?
1: Great question. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID and, and all the rules and, and, you know, no locker rooms and, and just kind of the uh, the first year was predominantly on Zoom calls. Uh, I didn't really have an opportunity to meet Tom until I went up to the Hall of Fame uh, last year when Peyton Manning was inducted and Tom flew a bunch of. Uh, you know, coaches that had coached with Peyton Manning, including Bruce Arians and Clyde Christensen and Tom Moore and some others. Uh and I think he did it as much as anything so they could go on a day off. And he went up to Canton and, and uh and we my wife and, and 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 myself were there early on the floor. I was there uh because John Lynch was getting inducted and was a guest of his and, and in walks Clyde and and the team and, and, and Tom, and there wasn't that many people on the floor. So I, I told my wife, say said, Hey, we, you know, we got to go over there. I, I had been around him, you know, during the season and he knew who I was, but we hadn't had a you know a formal personal introduction. So I went over there and uh, I think my wife probably talked a lot more than he did uh, to him than I did. But the, the thing I'll say about Tom and I, I had the only one-on-one with him in Tampa before the start of the season uh, is that it's remarkable how present he is. And how humble he is, and how in the moment he will be when 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 you have his attention, you have all of it, and and that's true about his relationships with his teammates. You don't see this guy on his cell phone as busy as he is, as 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 many things as he has, you know, going. Uh, it, he never seems hurried. He never seems to be distracted. He will look you in the eye, and and he is for for a global and he is global superstar that he is. You just his parents have done a tremendous job because you don't get any kind of airs from him whatsoever. I mean, he is just uh, a very caring guy with his teammates. I think that's his leadership style. Like he genuinely cares about the guys that he plays with, tries to help them on and off the field. Uh, and, and that's that's sort of the 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 impression I got from him. And then with Gronkowski, uh, it was a great joy because I discovered he's exactly who you see. You know, he he he. there is no difference between the Rob Gronkowski that goofs around uh, on television and, and, you know, that likable, loving uh, never has a bad day. Honest to God, you you know, this guy's body has to just kill him. And it did last year when he busted up four ribs and all of that and the pain and the surgeries he's been through. But every single day, this guy enjoys life to its fullest. Uh, He has the best attitude of, of any player I've ever been around. It's infectious and it's it's needed on a football team during a long a long season that the NFL is and um, they will miss they will miss that uh, element to their football team if Rob retires as much as, as as anything to be honest with you.
0: I'm glad you bring up Gronk because I want to shift gears a little bit here because they've been paired for, you know, really ever since Rob came into the league. I, I was curious to get your opinion on what the future holds for Rob Gronkowski. Do you think he's also going to call out a career? Do you think he's going to find a way to stay in the league in some form or fashion?
1: Well, he has said that he, he will make the decision independent of what Tom does. I find that hard to believe. Look, uh, you know, from from all my experiences when when the Bucks traded for him and, and you know, how that went down, you know, Gronk was was good in retirement. He was he was happy. You know, he had a lot of projects and, and he's one of these guys that's a lot smarter than anyone realizes with like a three five at Arizona. You know, he he he's a business acumen, is tremendous. And and I just felt like if if Tom had not convinced them, we've all seen that commercial, it's probably not much different than that, to be honest with you, with the phone system. But you know, Tom really did work on him and say, you know, I need you. And and we're going to have a lot of fun down there. And they did, you know, they had the Tommy and Gronky thing that, the that the bucks did on social media. That was hilarious with the flamingos and the, you know, the, the uh, little plastic uh, bathtub and all of that, but he's done it once, right? He's walked away from the game once it's going to be easier the second time. And the only guy that the only starting quarterback he's played with is Tom Brady, there's one other place, and he was a free agent last year. And this might have just been leveraged. I think there's one other place that's special to him, and that would be Buffalo because he grew up, you know, in the suburbs there. Uh, he was a fan of the Buffalo Bills for many, many years. His, you know, obviously his family is from there, and and I think that would be the one only other situation. But but you know, we we saw him come out what a day or ago, and and just you know, gush and who wouldn't right? about Joe Burrow Mm. and how he thinks he's that next guy, you know, and and all that he's accomplished. So you never say never. I know he loves football. Um, It was remarkable how he was able to still be productive. And he absolutely dominated some games when he did make it back from that rib injury. And with with guys going down, Tom had to lean on him more and more. and, And he produced and he could still play. I thought he was in better shape the second year for football than he was the first, even though He didn't have the injuries the first season, but uh, I really think that he's going to do. I always felt he would do what Tom does, but he'll wait till after the Super Bowl, probably a couple more weeks to make a decision. But it would surprise me if he continues to play.
0: One of the guys that I talked to up here a little while back was Mark Bavaro and, and how Belichick convinced Mark Bavaro to fundamentally come out of retirement and just say, look, you don't need to practice at all. We don't need you at all during the week. You just need to, you know, you need to be in the, you know, in the locker room, and you need to get your work in and stuff. But we can just use you on Sunday. We can have you on the field on Sunday. I, I have to imagine that if I'm Sean McDermott or, or you know, or another team that you know might kind of draw his attention, that might be something that
1: you really think about. He had that. He had that deal in Tampa, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And yeah. and you know, Bruce Arians, I think for a veteran player this is his best place as you could hope for to play because he really does give these older players their bodies back. You know, he's not concerned with, you know, hitting during the middle of the week. And, and if you miss games, most of these guys that have played this long know how to prepare themselves just for that three hours on Sunday. And, and Gronk took a lot of days, a lot of maintenance days, a lot of days off. He still practiced and he practiced hard when he went, but, and he likes to practice. He, he's not a guy that wants to miss practice, but um, I could definitely see I could see that here uh, if you wanted to play. But, yeah, certainly he has a way of, of showing up on game day. And, and, and you think whether he's beat up or not, that, you know, he's not going to be a force. And he is. He, he's just a he's an unbelievable guy and a, and a great player. And, and he can still do it. But I, I just don't know, you know what what level of desire he will have if Tom Brady's not his quarterback. I, I really can't answer that question.
0: Rick, last question for me. What do you think will be the ultimate legacy of these two seasons in Tampa Bay for Brady and Gronkowski? When we talk about this Bucs team really as a whole, maybe five or 10 years from now, what are some of the first things that we're going to say when we talk about this Tampa Bay team?
1: Well, I don't think they'll get enough credit for what they accomplished under the circumstances. I, I think that you have to look at it in the context of global pandemic, a quarterback leaving New England, after 20 years of being under the same coach in the same system, not being able to practice, you know, the getting the guys together at Berkeley Prep, um, having a 10-day training camp, no preseason games, to go from that new offense, seven and five, and win the Super Bowl and do it, albeit there was limited fans or no fans, but to do it by going on the road and winning three games, but not just against anybody, right? They beat Drew Brees. You know, they they beat Aaron Rodgers. They beat Patrick Mahomes in succession. You know, those those are names that we're going to see in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, and at 43 years old, then, uh, you know, for Tom Brady to lead them in his first year to a Super Bowl and and get to see him evolve. It, it really did. uh Passed way too fast. I've said this, it's a little like Haley's comment, you know, comment, it it just kind of, we may not see it for another 76 years, but it was burned bright and, and, and it was really something to watch, but then it was over uh, and it passed way too quickly, but the legacy he'll leave behind. And I don't know how long it'll last is just guys understanding what the sacrifice is to each other uh, in, in, in terms of preparation, you know, what it takes for a team to win playing complimentary football, not beating yourself, which this team and this franchise was noted for, for decades, really. Um, you know, he taught them how to win. He taught them how to win games. And it, it, it was, you know, it was Camelot for a couple of years. We hadn't seen that, you know, since the Tony Dungy slash John Gruden days, but um, I, I just think it'll be underappreciated. You know, it'll be, in the new England years will be more celebrated and rightfully so, but I'm telling you the job that, that that they accomplished these past two years, especially the Super Bowl year, probably needs to be held in in its own context. And and they have a bit of history that they did do it, the first team to do it in their home stadium. The Rams may do it on Sunday, but um, that's special too. So they they um, they changed. Uh, they they made Tampa Bay cool again. It's Tampa Bay, you know. The Lightning won two Stanley Cups here. The w- Rays went to the World Series. So that that rising tide lifted all boats, including the one he threw the the Lombardi trophy from. <laughs>
0: so it was pretty good. Rick, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you doing this. Let people know where they can read your stuff, hear you and where they can follow you on social media.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully they still will. Um, you can do that, uh, at Tampa Bay.com and you can follow, uh, me uh, at, uh, NFL Stroud on Twitter. And I have a, a podcast sports day, Tampa Bay. You can get that wherever you get your podcast, but We're hoping that uh, we don't drop out into the abyss. And and, uh, it's it's been a fun run with Tom Brady, but they still have a good football team. And we'll see who their quarterback is next season.